So we're live today with another episode of E-Square Uncut or Educate and Elevate for the ones that are new to the program or just decided to scroll through and happen to be seen or recommended by friends. So as always, I'm going to go ahead and start off with my usual disclaimer. This is only for entertainment purpose only. Please take all advice and anything that we put out at your own risk. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and dive into it. Today's episode is a special episode. One of my friends asked me to try to weigh in on this coronavirus thing. So earlier today, I posted on my Instagram and Snap my thoughts of what I think about the coronavirus and just a a sensible solution to start a debate to see where it can lead to. Thus far, I received some really good feedback. So he asked me, can you just jump on and do a podcast? Now, I will say I'm not an expert on this coronavirus thing, and I'm not, I don't really understand everything that's going on. I do know it's just another strand of it that's just happened to mutate. And here we are. However, it's highly contagious, even if you're showing those signs and symptoms. I like to think of it as a breathable AIDS, to be honest with you. But that's what I think. You don't have to think that. That's what I think. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and just jump right into what I thought, what I posted, and then, you know, get some feedback. So the article is entitled, Efforts to Slow the Spread of the Coronavirus and Protect Citizens. It was a short entitled from Protect Citizens Economically and Medically. I think that's what it was. However, so it starts off like this. With the coronavirus spreading and the U.S. has no real way to detect, test, treat, or stop the spread of the virus, there's only a few systemic options on the table to slow the spread of the virus to allow research teams and treatment facilities to catch up with or close the gap between the rate of infection and the shortage of medical treatment and testing. Here's my top pick. Picks. Excuse me. A quarantine of at least a week should be imposed during this week. If you start to experience symptoms consistent with the coronavirus, you can report it and you will be tested. To me, that's a a very important step. You know, I think they were saying experts say that it takes up to two weeks before you actually notice things or it can actually uh, rear its ugly head up and then you actually start noticing you have it. So being that we're so late in the stage, you know, not so much a time frame. Let's just say X number of time. You have to actually be in quarantine two days, three days, four days a week. Two, and this is for everybody, not a particular person. Just so we can take a pause and and, and start trying to get in touch with ourselves to find out if we are infected or not. Being that there are very limited testing supplies and they're still trying to figure out ways to make it and mass produce it for all the people in America. With We see the current situation of alcohol, hand sanitizers, water, bath, bath tissue, I mean, toilet tissue, you know, all this stuff, all these all these things that's necessary to fight um, the coronavirus or, you know, keep yourself safe is is been taken. Plus, people are like price gouging crazy. I heard on the news today someplace in New York was selling a bottle of hand sanitizer for seventy nine dollars. That's that's ridiculous. People on the Internet selling bottles of alcohol for 50 and 60 bucks. Come on. It's unrealistic, man. So with that being said, if we all pause in place, couple take a couple of days off, a week or so, and, and and see who's becoming symptomatic, and then if they just raise your hand, call a call a hotline, report it, and then from there, you know, you'll be tested, and then if you test positive, there's a few other steps in this this thing that will outline what should happen. So during that quarantine, step number two, businesses that provide necessities 
i.e. hospitals, markets, nursing homes, etc., should stay open. The medical workers should be should be tested and then given living accommodations at the place they work for the duration of the quarantine. Markets and basic necessity stores should work with the minimal staff. Those staff workers will be tested and given a living accommodation at the store. They would not only they will only allow online orders and pickups. Note and very important, the limited accommodations could be trailers, mobile homes, um, even tents, you know, built tents. I mean, I know it's going to be a major inconvenience. However, you know, you're going to be secluded from the rest of the population. Your only place will honestly be work and then back to your living accommodations to ensure that you're not infected or bringing an infection to your workers. Because we still going to need food. We still gonna need, you know, water when whenever Walmart, you know, Target, Food Line, et cetera, decides to stock up. And then that will also allow people to actually have things rationed out. You know, you come, they have a, a posh system, an inventory system, they put you in and you know, they figure out who who ordered what, and then you should be only limited to a certain amount per your household per week to make sure that it's fair for everyone. So that also allows them to, you know, medical staff to actually get things in order, figure out their bed spacing, figure out where they need to move people, figure out how they're going to come up with a quarantine plan. It also allows medical researchers to also start working on a on a on an actual cure treatment plan and actual uh, test for it. It may not sound like a few a few days may not sound like a lot in in terms of any of this, but. These are phenomenal men and women we have working on these things, working day and night, tireless, countless efforts. So I have no doubt that literally a few days, you know, would do some justice for them to get things in order while stopping the spread. Because you will run into a problem, and we have, and I think it's still going on, that if you do not do such things, what will happen is you will then start having more patients than hospital beds available. And that becomes a health problem as well. So a few days, everybody on quarantine in place, stay home, you know, take a few days off. And, you know, while everybody else, the rest of the world, try to catch up to get things in order for this for this pandemic. So step number three, the rest of the working population shall be paid on sick leave without having to take their own sick days. I will say back to step two real quick. I need to understand that they will, the people that's actually working will get paid for their inconvenience, you know, a little bit more than than, than they usually would make just by working because it's a big inconvenience. So they will get a little compensation for it. But back to step three. So the people who actually would not be working, you know, that has a job and they're not a staff that's picked, that, you know, the gas station workers, the waitresses, the flight attendants, et cetera, they would get paid for sick leave without having to take sick leave. It will be a reduced salary. However, their bills and their taxes shall be shall be accommodated to a reduced pay. So you would not be paying full price for your, your bills. You would not be paying full price for your, your taxes for that extended period of time for that reduced pay. Government assistance, rebates, you know, and et cetera for people like that so they can actually stay home. Again, this would be a sick leave, a paid sick leave without you actually having to take sick leave. Four, the government, for the businesses that that does this, the government will will give the, will compensate them in the form of 
a tax break and or a stipend to aid in the payment of workers. So when that happens, the government will, I believe, should divert program assistance from from certain programs and as well as like start literally maybe shuffling money around to actually aid in this recovery. I know we're looking at tax breaks and payroll taxes, et cetera, but a tax break without a viable plan does nothing for no one. Well, does nothing for anyone, shall I say. So with that being said, the plan should be this tax break you're getting will then be utilized to actually pay workers who cannot make it to work during this quarantine period. So, and of course, they will also get a stipend to help with their net losses, you know, even reduction in taxes, you know, for the next two, three, five years, whatever the government want to work out. You know, and if, you know, millionaires and billionaire companies and people decides to chip in, I think that's best. I think everyone should do their part, you know, to, to help the rest of us get through this pandemic. Step five. Some hotels should be used as a makeshift hospital in quarantine areas. To be honest, we know that there's not enough bed space to accommodate all the potential and the people who is projected to get sick with the coronavirus. So we need to utilize structures that's already in place, i.e. hotels. Hotels are perfect um, places to actually quarantine people. You're secluded. You have your own bed, your own bathroom, and, you know, I'm not sure how contagious it is or if there's a type one, type two, type four, stage this. I, I don't know any of that. And I know that in the coming weeks, they're going to figure a lot of this stuff out to see the severity of a lot of these things or if it affects this person harder than that person because of genetics, you know, they're going to figure a lot of these things out. But in the meantime, you can even double them up. Get more occupancy per the space, but you will have, you know, your own bathrooms, you know, your own area. So it's easy to quarantine and and place those people in that area. And it's not it's not they're going to be restricted because reality is if we're all sick and it with the same thing. But it's not a death sentence where we, we we're going to be bed stricken. We can get up and move around as long as I can't make you sicker by my presence. You got Corona, I got Corona. We could be in the same place. We can go play basketball outside on the court. We can go play the Xbox and the, you know, the, the common areas. You know, we can do all these things while we're trying to get treated and get better. We don't have to just be sitting in our room all day. But you have an actual place to place a lot of these people. And of course, for the for the hospital people, you know, I mean, the hotel workers, of course, again, they will be. Um, Tested, you know, well, it won't be hotel workers. It'll actually be, uh, I'm going to talk about it later. But for the ho- the hotels, they'll, 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 they'll get a compensation as well for utilizing that space. And I think that would be a better structure than trying to find places to put sick people when we already have structures that's underutilized. And a lot since the travel agency is down, and I heard on the news today, they, they told they reduced a lot of people hours because of people are not traveling because of the coronavirus. This would be a great place to start identifying hotels that we can literally just put people in, seclude them, quarantine them, treat them, and get them back into society without having to affect the rest of it, trying to figure out where we're going to put other people or even at hospitals where you're going to probably interact with people with compromised immune systems or that are at high risk for uh, the, the, the fatality of the coronavirus. So I think that's a good thing. Use hotels as a, as a place to actually quarantine areas. Um, number six in the final step, 
Military medical personnel should double as medical staff at the quarantine areas and medical treatment facilities. They can also be used to transport those suspected of being infected. I know there's not enough nurses, healthcare workers, doctors, or anything such that to go around for all the people that could possibly be affected. And we don't want to overtask our medical professionals. So what we can do is National Guard, reservists, active duty, etc. We can suspend a lot of operations because they, you know, we're still here locally. So at any given time, you know, we get our notice to recall or, you know, activate, we can still come back. It's, it won't be that hard. We're still here. However, it'd be more fortuitous for us to utilize our skills and go help the actual sick and needed, you know, as opposed to just going every day to the motor pool or your your office and doing doing your nine to five. You know, you should be minimal staff, minimal personnel to do a lot of these things until this epidemic is over. So they can also be used to transport. You know, there are several vehicles set up, LMTVs and just transporters, period, that can actually take people, you know, suspected of, you know, FLAs, you know, and these they have actual ambulance uh, vehicles and things that can just be used to set up to make mobile treatment facilities. And then if you get sick, we can take your you, your entire family if necessary, your neighbors if necessary, and LMTVs, and y'all can go to a treatment facility and recover um, from those things. So... Those are my points that I I wanted to point out. And again, I'm just going to briefly go over them. So I want your feedback, your honest feedback. Again, this is the beginning of the discussion. It's not a definitive solution. It's just to start thinking about things in a different term to get a more progressive understanding and the actual solution to the problem. So step one is a quarantine at least a week or X number of days. Uh, Step two uh, businesses that provide necessities should operate on minimal staff after they get tested, and they should be able to stay lit, um, near or at the facilities they work at so they don't have any outside contact. Three, everybody else who has a job that are not able to work would be on sick leave, and they would get paid reduced, and they would be um, the rest of the pay would be supplemented through tax breaks on for them as well as utility breaks so they don't have to worry about breaking their bank. Four. The government should provide tax breaks and stipends for people, for businesses that um, are losing revenue and also participating in this pay program. They can shuffle around some of these programs that that they don't need at this time um, and maximize the effort to research and and businesses that's going to actually need it. Step five, hotels. Some hotels should actually be identified now to be quarantine areas and uh, treatment facilities. That way, when the infected reach uh, a critical level. We can actually have places to put people and treat people and get them back into society. Step six, medical personnel should double as medical workers and staff and also be used to transport the sick to their to the treatment facilities as well as set up mobile treatment facilities in their FLAs or whatever uh, other vehicles they have at their disposal. So those are my six steps. Um, I believe that will start the debate to or something we can do to mitigate a lot of this. I love to hear from you. Hope to hear from you soon. And again, this is uh, E Squared Uncut.